This is the Magic Music Podcast. I'm Nate Paff. Today I count down the 10 best opening songs to start a pop rock album in history. Many of the most iconic songs have been opening tracks. Bob Dylan's Like a Rolling Stone, The Beach Boys' Wouldn't It Be Nice, Simon and Garfunkel's Bridge Over Troubled Water, Marvin Gaye's What's Going On. The opening track to an album is like the artist's introductory statement. It sets the tone for where they intend to take us. First impressions leave a lasting impression, and the direction of a musical journey is set in the opening few minutes. Here's my list of the 10 best opening songs to a pop rock album. Number 10, Van Morrison's Astral Weeks. Though initially dismissed by critics as repetitive and unoriginal, Astral Weeks slowly developed a cult following. Steve Van Zandt, a member of Springsteen's E Street Band, said Astral Weeks was like a religion to us. Martin Scorsese based the first 15 minutes of Taxi Driver on Astral Weeks. The opening track, which has the same name as the album, is probably the album's best song and shows the Northern Irish singer-songwriter patiently searching for melody and meaning. Six of the ten songs on this list come out of the late 1960s, early 1970s. The decade between 1965 and 75 is, in my view, the best decade of music of the modern era and is a high point for the pop rock genre. Number 9. John Lennon, Imagine One of the more poignant songs ever written. Imagine's soft sound and message are driven home by the strength of John's voice. He may have the most powerful vocal delivery of any pop rock artist in history. Composed quickly during a morning with Yoko in early 1971, Imagine was inspired by a piece of poetry Yoko wrote seven years earlier. John later admitted that Yoko should have received co-writing credit, but was too stubborn to allow for it at the time. In 2017, Yoko legally added her name as co-writer. It's now officially a Lennon-Ono song. During a 1980 interview, John said the World Church called him and asked if they could use the lyrics to Imagine as part of an outreach campaign and just change it from Imagine No Religion to Imagine One Religion. John said they clearly didn't understand the song, as it would defeat its whole purpose. Imagine is highly idealistic and aspirational. When has the world ever come remotely close to overcoming conflict or possession or division, the things John sings about in Imagine? John said about the song, Now I understand what you have to do. Put your political message across with a little honey. I would argue it's a lot of honey, and for that reason it's not higher on the list. But it's a song that's strong enough to have been a highlight on any of the Beatles' records, which is saying a lot. Number 8. John Mayer, Wildfire, off of his 2013 album, Paradise Valley. One of the best songs and one of the best albums of the last 50 years. John has historic talent, the kind of talent that's talked about for centuries. His music is built to last. It will still ring true long after his off-putting personality quirks fade away. He's the Paul McCartney of his generation, without the benefit of George and John as sidekicks, and with a stronger solo discography. I see Paradise Valley as his best album. Inspired by the folk soulfulness of Neil Young and the dreamy sounds of Jerry Garcia, it's a wonderful blend of styles. Alone time in the Montana country helped bring a maturity and depth to John's songwriting. Combined with his detailed, sweet, melodic guitar work, Paradise Valley is Johnny grounded and at his best. The first four tracks are one of the best opening four song sequences to any album ever. Wildfire starts it off, a song that's great alone in the car or at home with family. It's just feel-good music. Paradise Valley, John Mayer, definitely worth many listens. Number 7. Led Zeppelin, Black Dog, off of Zeppelin 4. The opening track to Zeppelin's best-selling album, Black Dog is classic Zeppelin. Hard-driving, melodic, dynamic. It's the heights of 70s rock and roll. 
Like the Rolling Stones, Zeppelin often put one of the album's best songs first. Good Times, Bad Times from Zeppelin 1, Whole Lot of Love from Zeppelin 2, Immigrant Song from 3, they all deserve consideration for this list. Good Times, Bad Times is the first song on their first album. What an introduction to the band. I can't think of any other band that came out of the gates with such a refined and powerful sound. But ultimately it's between Black Dog and Whole Lot of Love for this list. Zeppelin 4 versus Zeppelin 2. Whole Lot of Love is the more iconic song. Zeppelin played it at every one of their live shows after June 1969, and it was the closing song for their live sets for years. But Whole Lot of Love is actually a ripoff of the Muddy Waters 1963 song, You Need Love, for which Zeppelin didn't even credit the band and its songwriter Willie Dixon. So it really can't be called an original work for the band. And musically, Black Dog is the more dynamic song. Its shifting timestamps and call and response between Plant and the band create a powerful effect. It's mature Zeppelin at their creative peak. I have Black Dog from Zeppelin 4 at number 7. Number 6. Nirvana Smells Like Teen Spirit. Maybe the most critically acclaimed opening track to an album in history. Smells Like Teen Spirit tops countless lists as the best song of the 90s and one of the greatest songs ever. Released as a single in September of 1991, this was the song that pushed Nirvana into mainstream stardom. Combining dissonant sounds with catchy melodies, Nirvana merged underground grunge rock with pop. Kerr was a huge Beatles fan and was clearly influenced by the Beatles' melodic sensibility. He also drew heavily from the Pixies, as he admits to ripping off their style when writing Smells Like Teen Spirit. The greatness of the song is in Kurt's lead vocal melody. It's grunge rock that I find myself humming the melody to later in the evening while cooking dinner for the family. Many critics would have this song higher on the list. The reason I don't have it higher is because its loud grunge sound requires a specific kind of musical palette to fully enjoy. It's not exactly a go-to song for any time or place. I think harder, louder music presents this limitation. Regardless, it clearly belongs on the list. Where exactly it should land is of course a matter of personal taste. Number 5. The Rolling Stones' Gimme Shelter off of Let It Bleed. Some of the best Stones songs are opening tracks. Sympathy for the Devil off Beggar's Banquet, Brown Sugar from Sticky Fingers, Rocks Off from Exile, Miss You off Some Girls, and one of my personal favorites, Start Me Up from Tattoo You. They often put the best song first on the album. The Stones released Gimme Shelter in December of 1969, in the midst of tension on multiple fronts. Brian Jones, the founding member of the Rolling Stones, was unraveling, and only months away from his death. Mick Jagger was off filming a movie while having sex with Keith Richards' girlfriend, Anita Pallenberg. Richards admits he was extremely jealous during the recording of Gimme Shelter, and we can only imagine the kinds of arguments he was having with Jagger in the studio. It was also recorded during the height of bitterness over the Vietnam War. The tension of the times can definitely be felt in the music. No wonder it's a song that's so well suited for violent gangster movies. Scorsese used it in, wait for it, three of his major gangster movies, and multiple times in The Departed. Which one of these Scorsese movies that featured Gimme Shelter was the best? Goodfellas, Casino, or The Departed? I'd go with The Departed. Gimme Shelter's been used in cinema and TV shows many times over the decades. Many fans see it as the Stones' best song. It certainly stood the test of time and can still be heard echoing in our culture today. Number five is Gimme Shelter from the Rolling Stones. Number four. Michael Jackson's Startin' Something off of his 1982 album Thriller. The opening song on the greatest selling album of all time. It's Michael at his vocal and creative peak. The early crest of a wave that would ride him to worldwide superstardom. 
He made this album before he was packing stadiums with crying girls, before he got crushed by global icon status. Thriller was the album that made him a worldwide phenomenon in a way no album has for any artist before or since. I think Startin' Something is one of the three best songs on Thriller, maybe it's best. There's an ecstatic energy throughout the song. It perfectly introduces the funk and soul and powerful vocals of Thriller. Thriller is the perfect title for the album. It's a thrilling ride that contains some of the best vocal work ever put to record. Thriller spent a record 37 weeks at number one on the Billboard charts. It was the best-selling album in the U.S. in 1983 and 1984. It's currently sold over 66 million units worldwide. Startin' Something is one of the best songs to come out of the 1980s and is number four on the list. Number three, Heroes and Villains from the Beach Boys' 1967 album, Smiley Smile. Smiley Smile is one of the biggest what-ifs in pop music history. What if Brian Wilson hadn't gone off the deep end and abandoned his second masterpiece? What if he finished and released Smile in 1967, instead of releasing the relatively weak replacement album, Smiley Smile? I think Smile would have been the Beach Boys' crowning achievement. We know the contours of what would have been the track listing. We have many of the finished songs, released piecemeal on subsequent albums. Songs like Cabin Essence, Good Vibrations, Surf's Up, Vegetables, and maybe the best of them all, Heroes and Villains, which became the first track of the replacement album, Smiley Smile. Heroes and Villains is the perfect example of what Brian Wilson had in mind with Smile. Three to four minute multi-layered pop songs broken up into different sections with different themes, like a condensed version of a three or four movement classical piece. It's a massive undertaking and extremely hard to pull off, which is why we don't see many bands trying it and probably why Brian Wilson gave up on the project. But Heroes and Villains shows the potential of the idea and accomplishes the goal masterfully. Along with many of the songs recorded during the Smile sessions, it's peak Beach Boys and holds a special place in the history of pop rock music. No other band has been able to match the level of nuance in their vocal harmonies. Had the Beach Boys been able to cut back on heavy substances and gut it out for another month or two to finish Smile, I think it would have surpassed Pet Sounds. Heroes and Villains is a masterpiece and one of the three or four best songs the Beach Boys ever made. Number three is Heroes and Villains from the Beach Boys. Number two, Radiohead Airbag off of OK Computer. Released in May of 1997, Radiohead's third album holds a special place in the hearts of those who really got to know it. It's a sensory feast, rich in brilliant detail. Its opening track, Airbag, perfectly introduces what's to come on the mind-bending OK Computer. Drawing from sources like Miles Davis and the Beatles, OK Computer is the summation of everything Pink Floyd and U2 were striving for in the 70s and 80s. Melodic, psychedelic, multi-layered rock that bends the mind without needing mind-bending substances. OK Computer is one of the more ecstatic musical discoveries out there, and Airbag is, I believe, one of the two or three best songs on the album. Can you imagine if Radiohead had the vocal range of the Beatles? We might be talking about them as the best ever. Number two, Radiohead, Airbag. Number one, the Beatles come together. The best band with the best chemistry who made the best records, it seems appropriate to have one of their best songs make the top of the list. Come Together showcases the band's unmatched synergy, their uplifting energy, Paul on bass and John on vocals. In pop rock, it doesn't get any better. The idea for the song Come Together came from Timothy Leary. It was supposed to be a campaign song for his 1970 bid for the governor of California. His campaign slogan was, Come Together, Join the Party. John said he tried to create a campaign song but couldn't, and the Beatles' Come Together is what ended up coming out. 
John jokingly acknowledged that this song would not work as a campaign song. Leary was certainly a long shot for the governorship and had to withdraw from the race after getting arrested on drug charges. He spent less than a year in prison before escaping and fleeing to Algeria. No one knows for sure exactly who or what John is talking about in Come Together, but given his history, it's probably about himself. The lyrical abstractions work really well here. When John goes confusing, like on Come Together, Strawberry Fields, Happiness is a Warm Gun, it can make the song more durable and allow for continued discovery over many listens. Come Together is funky and bluesy and a great opening to one of the best albums ever made. It was one of the last songs the Beatles ever recorded together as a band and still sounds incredibly fresh today. The Beatles' music has likely touched more lives more deeply than any other music of the last 150 years and Come Together is one of their most beloved songs. That's my list from 10 to 1 of the greatest opening songs to any pop rock album in history. I'd love to know what you agree and disagree with and what your favorite opening songs are. Thanks for listening. Thank you.